Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, a podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I'm Ali Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stutton. Before we dive into our main story, we're going to start off each episode with a weird thing we discovered this week. Melissa, this is actually truly strange. Okay, so I am on 23andMe, yeah. which I actually regret doing. Because I think it's a government conspiracy to collect all of it our... It 100% is. I did it. it like six years ago. I was like, oh, cool, you can find your relatives. Yeah. And now, like, I wouldn't... But now that I have done it, like, I'm always on it. And so I like Googling my, like, distant cousins. I thought 23andMe only told you, like, your where you're stuff? from. No, it connect. Well, if you want to share your info, you can, like, turn sharing on. What? And it'll have like the name of the person that you can contact or I mean, they have to agree to be contacted. It links you with your family. Mm -hmm. People who are on 23andMe who want to be public and share your DNA. Mm -hmm. That's it's, it's crazy. Bananas. So I know like the first four relatives on there, but then like beyond that, people I've never met. Oh my God. So I have one third cousin who her name's Olivia and so I, I was just uh, Googling a bunch of relatives. Right. And so I went to her Facebook page and I'm pretty sure it's her because she's from Michigan and she has, we have a lot of similar relatives. And I was just scrolling and scrolling. And one of her posts said, if anyone has any info on my missing cousin, please let me know. 
And it was a post from, I think, October that was this guy named Dr. Joshua Hull from Temple, Texas. He had gone missing. So you have a cousin who right now is a missing person. Yeah, because it would be it's her cousin, my third cousin's cousin. So I don't know what that means. Fourth, fifth. I'm going to Google it right now. Keep telling the story. So I so we're related somehow. What is your third cousin's cousin? Yeah. So this he's a doctor. Hot. He was reported <laughs> missing. He's like 37. He was reported missing October 13th. He apparently quit his job and he moved out of his apartment. And then a month later in November, they found his car abandoned at the Portland airport. Weird. Yeah. And that was in November, and that's the last thing they've heard. So it seems like he just fled his life, right? Well, that seems great. Like, if you need to leave the country and you live in Texas, you would go to Mexico, right? That's the closest. So So he had to have driven to Portland from Texas and then took a flight there. Maybe he knew someone there. Yeah, maybe he's just, like, traveling. Is he single or is he married? He's single. It's, yeah. But I was looking on her Facebook page and like they have photos of them, like the whole family hanging out like months before then. And no like sign of a breakdown. She didn't say, uh, because I read, I actually read part of it and like his patients were like, he was normal. Yeah. His patients were like missed him. We're like, oh my God, I can't believe. So unless he had like a secret life, maybe. Maybe he had a secret life. Or maybe someone could have murdered him and stolen his his car and drove it to Portland and like abandoned it. But it seems like all his stuff was missing, though. He moved out of his apartment in, I think, August. And didn't he quit his job or something? Yes. Okay, so that makes me think that he fled. You don't yeah. quit your job, move out of your apartment, and then, and then go to the airport. Just in case I get kidnapped. <laughs> That's I'm like a sleep. very thorough murder. Yeah. <laughs> if you quit someone's job for them. Yeah. Or maybe it's a crazy ex-girlfriend who, like, oh. is just deleting his life because i tried to find him on the internet and everywhere and he doesn't have any maybe he's been like gone girl social oh my god maybe it's anyways i'm on defining cousins.com your third cousin this is like i don't think this is right your third cousin is the great grandchild of your great great uncle or great great aunt yes we would share great great grandparents so that okay. makes sense to me. It's it's, it's flew over my head. But anyways, um, we're going to keep up with this case. Yeah, hopefully there's some updates or hopefully we can just find him ourselves. Yeah, so we hope that there's a break <laughs> in this in this story. And good luck to Melissa and her family. Thank you. <laughs> if you have any information on this case, Melissa, where can people send you it? You can email us yeah. at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or we're on Twitter, webcrawlerspod and Instagram, webcrawlerspod. Yeah, slide into our DMs with yeah, some missing persons in. information. Uh, should we get on to our main story? Yeah, let's talk about our main story. Perfect. 
Details tonight in connection with a grim discovery at a downtown L.A. hotel. After the gruesome discovery of a woman's body inside one of the rooftop tanks. The body is at the bottom, six feet down. Three quarters of the tank is full. Surveillance video shows her acting oddly inside the hotel elevator. Police say the victim is most likely Elisa Lamb, a Canadian tourist who was last seen at the Cecil Hotel on January 31st. In this episode of Web Crawlers, we'll be talking about Elisa Lam and the history of the Cecil Hotel. Now here's what you need to know. In 2013, the body of 21-year-old Canadian Elisa Lam was found in the rooftop water tank of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. The story became popular because of Elisa's odd behavior in the elevator surveillance video the night she went missing. Elisa was also bipolar and she had depression. She was prescribed Effexor, Welbutrin, Lamictal, and Seroquel. During the time she was missing, the guests complained of low water pressure and discoloration. The maintenance worker went up to the roof on February 19th and they found her body floating face up. She had supposedly been in there for two weeks. The lid to the water tank was ajar. In order to get in the tank, you would have to squeeze through a tiny opening and go up another ladder to squeeze through it. The side of the tank had to be cut open to get her body out because the way she got in was through a very small opening. She was naked, her clothes were with her, and her cell phone was never found. The cause of death was determined to be an accident, but they changed it to could not be determined, but then a few days later, they changed it back to an accident. The autopsy did not bother to process a rape kit because she was seen alone with no bruises, cuts, or signs of struggle. The blood test showed no alcohol, no GHB, or date rape drugs, but did include Welbutrin, Lamictal, the mood stabilizer, Effexor, Seroquel, Sudafed, Dexedrine, and Ibuprofen. The LAPD could not determine how she got on the roof or in the tank. Her parents' attorney concluded she stopped taking her medicine and her death was accidental and she got in the tank herself. The judge dismissed her parents' case against the hotel because it occurred in a place at the hotel where guests were not allowed. And now a little bit about the history of the hotel, which is steeped in murder and suicide. Richard Ramirez lived there in 1984 for a few weeks during one of his killing sprees. He would murder people and then come back to the hotel. The Black Dahlia was apparently at the Cecil Hotel in 1947, the night before she was murdered. The hotel was nicknamed the Suicide Hotel because there were at least 10 suicides. In 1931, a man ingested a poison capsule. In 1932, a guy shot himself. In 1934, a man slashed his throat with a razor. In 1937, a 25-year-old woman either fell or jumped from a ninth-story window. She got caught in the telephone wires and died later at the hospital. In 1940, a teacher ingested poison. In 1942, a guy jumped from the top. In 1950, a woman jumped and landed on top of the marquee. In 1962, a woman got into an argument with her boyfriend. She jumped from the window. She fell on top of a guy, and they both died. Then in 1975, a woman jumped from the top of the hotel. There were also a series of murders. In 1944, a 19-year-old woman awoke with stomach pains and then gave birth to a baby. Thinking the child was stillborn, she threw the baby out a window. 
the baby was unfortunately born alive. She was found not guilty because of insanity. In 1964, a woman was found in a hotel room beat, raped, and stabbed. In 1976, a 26-year-old man took a gun to the roof and fired into a nearby bank building. He was later arrested. All right, so let's talk about it. Let's do it. This story became like a viral meme because of Elisa's odd behavior in the elevator surveillance camera the night that she went missing. And we'll post like a video somewhere on our YouTube or Twitter or Patreon or whatever. Let's do it on our Patreon so we can get money from it. It will be exclusively (laughs) on our Patreon and nowhere else. We're going to take it off the internet everywhere, but it will only be on our Patreon from now on. But essentially... She gets in the elevator, pushes the buttons. The door never closes. Never closes. Never closes. Then she gets out of the elevator, looks scared down the hall. Then she goes back in. She hides in a corner. The door still never close. Then she pushes all of the buttons. The doors still don't close. Then she goes out into the hallway it looks like she's like having a conversation with someone. Yeah. And she's making all these bizarre gestures with her hands. And then she gets back in. Still nothing happens. The doors don't close. She goes out into the hallway. Then finally she leaves. And then the doors close. And then they open yeah. and close and open and close again. And this was like a what? Two minute long video? Yes. It was very long. long. Um, there is like a minute in there missing from the time code. Yes. Which is no one can explain why. Yeah. There's a minute missing. And also the timestamp is like a little garbled. Yeah. And it's kind of sped up a little is what the official video that the police put out. It's like sped up like just like a teeny bit. Well, I've also to play devil's advocate heard that it was slowed down. (laughs) So... What is happening? So I don't want to give too much accurate information on this podcast, but I've heard also that it's slowed down. So if you're listening, the video is either sped up or slowed down. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. (laughs) Decide on your own. Decide on your own. We work for the FBI and something is not right with that video. And mm-hmm. you also discovered, you like found her Tumblr. It's still up. Her Tumblr's still up? Yeah. Stop it. Well, uh, yeah, it, it's like, it's archived somewhere. Like it's, you just Google it and it's easily findable. Shut up. Yeah. She posted on, well, she posted on a lot. She was very into like fashion and food and like. Because this is back when like Tumblr culture was a thing. Right. Because this was around 2012, 2013. That was like peak Tumblr. Peak Tumblr. Because I found you found she was posting Chuck Palina quotes. Yeah, the top of her Tumblr said, you're always haunted by the fear of wasting your life, which I initially thought was like a no fear t-shirt quote. (laughs) But then I Googled, I'm like, oh, it's (laughs) sure it's Chuck Palina. Yeah. So you can tell the backdrop of this is like things are not great. Yeah. For Elisa Lam. Yeah. In the headspace. She's not feeling great about her life. She was having manic episodes. She's having manic episodes. And her parents assumed that like, because this trip to LA she was taking from Canada was like a last minute, most likely a manic episode. 
Yeah. So how did she get there? How did this she happen? took the train? She took uh, the Amtrak from Vancouver to San Diego. She went to the zoo. That. Okay. She was posting photos uh, and texting her parents like constantly just photos. And she took the train to Los Angeles on January 26th. She checked into the Cecil, reserved a room for five nights. And the Cecil at that time was it's like a people live is. there yeah people live there people rent like you can rent it like hourly yeah it's one it's of on those. skid row it's, it's like a 14 dollar yeah. a night hotel it's well a lot of the rooms are shared so a lot of the rooms yes. it's kind of like a hostel it's a hostel so you have to share bathrooms with like i know a lot of different rooms share bathrooms and it's yeah it's a real den for like drugs yeah. sex yeah sin a lot of sin. There's a lot of sinning happening at this so, hotel. Okay, so Elisa gets to the hotel. Um, she stayed in one of the shared rooms, which was basically like a hostel. Yeah. But after two days, the people staying with her complained that she was acting strange, which no one ever specified what that meant. Also, like, if it's a hostel, your expectations are pretty low. Yeah. So if you're a roommate in a hostel. You gotta be doing something really weird. Like, I don't know if they just thought she was annoying and they wanted their own room. Or it could have been, but no one ever, no one ever figured out what that meant. That's bad. And so she was moved to a different room uh, two days later. Then on the 28th, the day she was moved to the room, she posted to Tumblr, my laptop screen is brighter than my future. That's so tight. Which is like, that's funny for a 21-year-old to post that. Like, that's pretty good. She's pretty clever. Um, so she had been calling and updating her parents every day. But on the 31st, two days after she moved rooms, she never called her parents. Interesting. She was last seen at the last bookstore, which is like this amazing bookstore in downtown LA. She was buying, she bought like a bunch of books. That's weird because, like, I mean, gifts. I'm sure she planned to read them. Yeah. Or people thought they were like gifts for her friends or her parents that she was bringing back. Um, but I told you one thing that I saw oh, yeah. in a documentary I watched this morning was that the, okay, so on the website for the last bookstore, the address is right, but the zip code is wrong. And then the zip code is for the funeral home in Canada that Elisa Lamb ended up being buried at. Coincidence? Which makes no sense. That I makes think no not. sense. That's weird. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Also, someone could have fucked with the website after. I don't know. Yeah. Because this became like, a. I mean, maybe someone like Wikipedia, the website, because you can change yeah. that shit maybe. But I don't know. Who it knows? was crazy. Who knows? So her parents called the hotel. They said, I find this weird. They said they saw her that day alone. Like, yeah, we saw her. She was alone. That's weird. Like a, an employee said that. Yeah. Why would you say that? Did Why she, would you just be? Oh, yeah, we saw her. Not like, oh, yeah, we saw her. She was alone. Wasn't she, wasn't she alone the whole time? yeah so why would they specify she was alone i don't know I, I have theories about this that we'll okay, get great. to uh so one week after she went missing on february 6th the police made flyers okay and no one saw anything and then on the 14th which is another week they released the surveillance footage of the elevator which mm. is from january 31st which you can find exclusively on our patreon <laughs> and nowhere else nowhere on the else and there's also a video of around midnight before the elevator video of two men carrying boxes for her from the bookstore. That's weird. How many books did she I buy? I don't know. She must have bought a lot of books for someone to carry help you carry two books. boxes of books? 
I don't know. Was, and boys were caring for her? Oh, you didn't hear that. I didn't realize I put in the notes. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, she's wearing basketball shorts in Literally, the video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I, I, there was a reason I put that in there. Yeah, Melissa did all the research for this. And then there's a random note where Melissa wrote, she was wearing basketball shorts. It was I, so weird. Yeah, see, but there's a picture. She's wearing red basketball shorts. Oh, no, she's wearing she a red hoodie. Red sweater. Why and did basketball I, shorts. I was like, oh, she might. Oh, no, I know why I did that. Okay, why? Because this is like kind of a sexist thing, I guess. I was like, oh, are those her shorts? Is she wearing a guy's shorts? Oh, maybe she was wearing a guy's shorts. But then I was like, well, I play basketball and I wear those shorts. But I don't know. That just kind of came That is interesting. Like, oh, like, I wonder if it's her, her aesthetic. Yeah. What but like, her- it didn't seem like her aesthetic because she's very into like fashion. Yeah, and, like, she has a Tumblr fashion blog thing. But she was wearing sandals and like a hoodie and basketball shorts. So maybe that's just like what she wears. That's interesting. I don't know. Mm, hmm. I don't okay, know. so then they found the body. During the time she was missing, guests complain of like low water pressure and discoloration Ugh. in the water. But oh. if you look up on the internet, the discoloration, it's not like slightly murky. The water yeah. is dark brown. Yeah. Dark, dark brown. So then a matron, <laughs> maintenance no. worker went up on the roof and they found her body floating face up. And supposedly she'd been in there for two whole weeks decomposing into the water supply and into the coffee shop that everyone who worked in the building and everyone who was staying there had just been drinking, brushing their teeth, making all the food with for two weeks straight with just her decomposing water body. The water tank was half open. There's four tanks on the roof. And it's how did she A, squeeze into the tank? How did she get in there? And also, she was naked, right? right? Her clothes were found with her in the tank. So she had climbed. She, there was, you, yeah, there was like a ladder, apparently, but it was a very narrow opening to right. like, because someone tried to do it on YouTube. Oh, really? And they were like, oh, it's really like, you got to be really tiny to squeeze through. And the opening was very small. Yeah. So, so then she was naked, but her clothes were also in there. Yes. So either she got undressed, had her clothes with her, mm-hmm. and got in the tank. Or she got in the tank and then took off all of her clothes yeah. in there. Or Either someone put her in the tank and put her clothes in put there. Put her clothes in there and tried to hide her in there. Yeah. And her cell phone was never found mm-hmm. either. So the cause of death was initially an accident. On the 18th, it was changed to could not be determined. And then it was changed back to an accident. Yeah. The autopsy did not bother to process a rape kit because she was seen alone, which makes no sense. No. And there was no bruises, cuts, or signs of struggle. So they were like, it's not a rape. Yeah. People wonder why. Yeah. It's odd that they didn't do that. Yeah. I feel like you should always do that in the case of any kind of female missing murder, whatever. Blood tests, no alcohol, no GHB or date rape drugs. Wellbutrin, Lamictal, Effexor, Seroquel? Seroquel, yeah. Yeah. Like your note, my friend (laughs) takes it. It makes Um. her real sleepy. But that's like, she was on Seroquel, which is like, it's, my friend takes it before she goes to bed and it makes her like super like tired and like, oh, is it like very out of it? Yes. Oh, it's like when um, Tiger Woods like drove (laughs) <laughs> on ambient like you do weird stuff yeah I don't know if you do w- really weird stuff but I know it just makes you like 
just very like woozy and like oh that could explain her weird elevator and she was behavior. On, yeah also Sudafed and she was on Sudafed Sudaf- Sudafed like fucks me that up. makes you crazy yeah Benad- even if I take one Benadryl I'm it's, like it's crazy. messed up yeah um Dexedrine and Ibuprofen and the LAPD could not determine how she got into the roof or onto the t- or into the tank yeah uh, I know that there was some other big thing going on at the same time as this. It was that cop who, like a disgruntled cop. Yeah. Who um, shot, like, was like a special. Shot edu- someone, like went on the run and then they, he like barricaded himself in a house like somewhere in like Northern California. Yes. It was a big shooting at the yes. time. Christopher yes. Christopher Dorner. Yes. Yes. So that was happening at the same time as the Elisa Lamb stuff. Yes. So people, I, I remember there was more attention to that than yep. there was this Elisa Lamb thing. Right. Yeah. So that was another reason people were like, oh, this didn't get investigated properly right. because people, and they were like, we should reopen this Elisa Lamb case because it didn't get properly investigated. Yep. Yeah, they should Brendan Dassey this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's my goal for every episode. Brendan <laughs> Dassey this. Brendan Dassey this. Um, so the, and then the judge dismissed the parents' case the parents against the hotel. The parents sued the hotel for like wrongful death. Or something. Like negligence? Yeah. But they dismissed the case because they couldn't really prove. Yeah, because I wonder what the responsibility is at the hotel. I'm sure a lot of shit happened in that hotel. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Her friend, Elisa's friend, received a postcard right before she died. Okay. This was a picture that was posted on Facebook, but it was like posted in like square mode. So you can't read the whole postcard. It just has... Like it says, you can get it is creeping me, Ryan Gosling, drive pilgrimage places you can, lots of love, Elisa. Which I'm assuming that because she was obsessed with Ryan Gosling in the movie Drive. So on Tumblr, she wrote that she wanted to come to LA, do like a drive pilgrimage, go to like all the places where they shot the movie. When drive did Drive ads. come out? Drive came out in 2011. So she was like obsessed with that. That's so, so she loved My Chemical Romance. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling in the movie Drive. Yeah. Weird. But something in the postcard where it says, it is creeping me. We don't know what that, something's creeping her out. Huh. But we don't know what is creeping her it out. It always scares me when you get a postcard and then like posthumous, posthumously. Humus. Posthumously. Posthumously. Um, okay, so this leads us to different theories that we have. And we have different ones. Um, a lot of theories. A lot of theories. First one is that she climbed into the tank and couldn't get out, maybe on purpose or was sleepwalking. Yeah, like she could have just, yeah. I mean, clearly she was like kind of out of it from the elevator tape. Maybe she right. was having like a manic episode. Maybe she was like all her, the drugs were interacting and she was like, do, do, do. I'm going to walk up to the roof and... I'm going to go swimming. hallucinate or... Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't really know, but... No. Maybe that's something that can happen. This is a theory that you just added. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I added two theories this morning. Is she talking to the ghost of Richard Ramirez? I think... Possible. I it's... think that... Because I'm big on ghosts and <laughs> Satanists and Satan and cults. Hi, I'm Allie. I'm big on I'm ghosts. I'm big on ghosts. That's my Tinder bio. But I think that maybe the ghost of Richard Ramirez is haunting the the hotel. It for sure is haunting the hotel. It's haunting the hotel. And I think that maybe Richard... Because it said... The, all the body language experts are like, 
she's talking to someone. Right. She's being like sensual. It looks like she's flirting or something like weird like that. It looked like she was like playing hide and seek playing, with someone. Being playful or so. Yeah. The word was playful that all the body right. language experts use. I think Richard Ramirez is hot. In my opinion. <laughs> so I think that maybe the ghost of Richard Ramirez was doing some like... Some weird voodoo on her. Yeah, was doing something weird to her and then led her up to the water tank and ended up killing her. Yeah. I don't know. Because all that elevator stuff is weird. It's... I remember watching that for the first time in like in 2013. It was like four in the morning. I was like, what's on the internet? And I could not sleep. Yeah. It was creepy. It's crazy. So maybe she was, was like creepy. talking to someone in the room and then her the people who were staying in the hostel with her were like, we want another room. Like yeah. Elisa's being weird. Or maybe Elisa was getting into witchcraft. That's or possible. satanic stuff. I don't know. This is just a road that I'm going down. But I think that the ghost of Richard Ramirez maybe killed her. Because she clearly, she clearly was doing like weird shit for the people in her room to be like, uh, we don't want to stay with this girl anymore. She's doing weird shit. Right. Like, And also what books did she buy at the last right. bookstore? Maybe we she don't bought... Know. Witchcraft books. books. Maybe she bought witchcraft, witchcraft and If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, what's the next one? Um, oh, okay. So the door to the roof was supposedly locked and only accessible by staff with a key. Weird. But a guy went there um, after her death and he debunked it by he easily got to the roof. So okay, that's so like... scrap it. So scrap that. Thanks for wasting our time, Melissa. Sorry. Okay, so this one is my favorite <laughs> one. Legit. Okay, so there is... 
something called the Invisible Light Agency that's based out of the hotel. And it's a sinister elite cult. And it's led by this guy, Anthony Vu, who also works at a government agency called Raytheon Missile Systems, which is a government subsidy agency, okay? And he's secretly working out of the Cecil, and apparently they're working on invisibility cloaks. She, okay, on her Tumblr, she posted a reference to Harry Potter about invisibility cloaks. Yes, and then also she <laughs> tweeted on January 12th an article about invisibility cloaks. I mean, that's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. So apparently what the theory is is that this like company, this secret government agency saw that she had an interest in invisibility cloaks and that also that she was super depressed and mm. that she like was you know maybe a candidate for suicide right so they wanted to test their invisibility cloaks on her and it worked and so they and also they had okay this goes to another thing so they (laughs) they took her they lured her out to the Cecil hotel and who she's talking to in the elevator is someone in an invisibility cloak Oh, right. That makes sense. And then also one of the goals of the Invisible Light Agency is to do like terrorism. Right. And so they wanted to spread TB. Uh-huh. And that leads us to the TB right. thing, so which they, is so weird to me. Yeah. So to wrap it up, the Invisible Light Agency used their invisibility cloaks to lure Elisa Lamb up to the water tower and kill her and spread TB, which leads us to the TB thing, which you can explain now. Okay, so there's this test for testing if you have TB. It's called the Lamb Elisa. Yeah, that's how you test for TB. Google it. It's real. And around the exact same time that Elisa Lamb was there's killed, a huge there tuberculosis was a huge outbreak. TB outbreak on Skid Row, right yep. where the Cecil Hotel is. Yep. And they used the Lamb Elisa test to test the TB. And why? So maybe <laughs> she never existed and her name is a distraction to avoid the Google results for Lamelisa and for people to avoid seeing that there was a gigantic tuberculosis outbreak in 2013. And that this invisible light agency has invisibility cloaks. It's all connected. It's all connected. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite one that's- of all of them. There, uh, yeah, okay. I, I recently found... Okay, you, and you have a real estate one that could be... This one I just came across like a few days ago. I didn't know it existed. Um, so a big real estate deal was happening with Herb Chase. And he is the owner and the, ma- the manager of the Cecil. Okay. There was a press release going out where Herb Chase was doing this deal with this like big real estate company. And the people working at the hotel found her dead body. And Herb was like, we can't have this coming out. I'm doing a big deal with this real estate group. So we need to like get rid of her body. Right. So I'm assuming the employees like or whoever's working at the hotel, like put her body in the water tank so they couldn't find it. So was the, so is the idea though that she killed herself? Yes. So the employees and the people who own the hotel wanted that elevator footage to get out to show, oh, she's crazy. Oh. She killed herself. And then they put her in the water tank. And they, they put her in the water tank to avoid um, any negative press, which... 
But I feel like that doesn't make sense to me because <laughs> it made sense when I read it <laughs> at the time. Now I'm thinking <laughs> back. I'm like, like, wait a minute. Putting her in the water tank would be bad press for the hotel. Well, I think they didn't want they her didn't to be found. To they didn't expect all the her. Water. Yeah, they didn't expect her to be found so soon. <laughs> yeah, they're hoping to close that deal first. This made sense at the time. Yeah, they wanted to get that money first. Hey, I have a theory. Oh, that's our producer Maria, who's got a theory of her own. Okay, so. I, while you guys were talking, I looked online and I just, when you said she liked Ryan Gosling, you know, something sparked in me and went, wow, what a cool road to go down. So then she loved drive. You said, so then I thought to myself, well, isn't there that scene in that elevator in drive where with Carrie Mulligan, because you said that she wanted to do a tour of LA, what a drive tour of LA. So I looked (gasps) up the, the elevator scene in drive and he pushes Carrie to the corner. <gasps> what? What? To kiss her. Watch. So he looks at her. Oh, my God. <laughs> she goes into the corner like that, right? And she goes into the corner. Now, it's a small thing. And now this no. could be nothing, right? No, it's something. But then when you go to her <laughs> elevator thing, it looks like she's stopping the elevator. She goes in the elevator and she goes to stop it to go, I want to perform the scene for yeah. myself. And then basically she pushes all the buttons and goes into the corner like that and closes her eyes. <gasps> oh, my God. Are you saying that <laughs> Ryan Gosling is under the invisibility cloak? Yes. That's interesting. I don't know. Now she goes like in and out and I don't know if she's replaying the scene in her head here and doing because then he beats up this guy. All I'm saying is it would make sense that if she was doing a drive tour of L.A. and she she was on an empty floor in a hotel where she went, no one's around. And I want to play out this fantasy of Ryan Gosling kissing me in an elevator. This is why you're our producer. (laughs) That's great that's really good this is detective breaking. work breaking news wow so now when we go to the cecil we have to recreate the kissing scene oh my god yes i'll be ryan gosling <laughs> you be carrie mulligan and we'll make out in the elevator oh my god only available on our patreon only on patreon <laughs> um, okay now you also watch dark water the oh my movie, god which is another weird oh. correlation oh my god that it's first of all it's not a great movie. Okay, so that's it's the most really, important thing. Oh my god! <laughs> First of all, it's a bad movie. I think I spent like a dollar ninety nine on Amazon to watch this, oh, but it's it. weird. So okay, it's so yeah. um, a mom and a daughter. The daughter's named Cecilia. That's weird. Cecilia weird. Cecil Hotel. They move into a scary apartment building in. It's in New York, I'm assuming. Same difference. I, yeah, whatever. Um, and the water has hair coming out of it, and. In the and it's like gross and it's gross. It turns water. It turns like weird colors. And the elevator has like the guy who's like monitoring it. Like there's always like weird shit happening in the elevator, and like it always closes the doors on its own. And like it'll go up to like this the rooftop. And it happened. This movie was made before. Yeah, the whole Lisa Lamb thing happened. Yes, way before it. Um, and they eventually they find a dead girl in the water tank. Crazy. In this movie. And so, so Dark Water 
is a movie about a girl named Cecilia yes. who moves into a hotel with her mom mm-hmm. and crazy shit is happening in the elevator. Like the, the girl is speaking to her like, be my friend, come play with me, like through like the water taps and stuff. The water's turning dark and then a dead girl ends up in the water tower. Mm-hmm. And then years later at the Cecil Hotel, weird shit's happening in the elevator. The water turns dark and then Elisa Lamb ends up in the water yeah, tower. Yeah, and this movie's from 2005. That's wild. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, it's not a great movie. I just, that's, <laughs> like what that's your takeaway from it. It's not a good movie. I was like expecting it to be, ooh, a scary movie with who's I wonder Jennifer? if we could find out if Elisa Lamb ever rented or saw the movie Dark Water or if she's ever mentioned the movie Dark Water on her <laughs> oh, Tumblr or Facebook or anywhere. that's a good thing too. Yeah, that's like a big theory that people are like, holy shit, this is Dark Water. Because maybe it's, in, maybe whatever happened is influenced from this movie maybe that would be crazy so now like you said we wanted to go but it's being renovated and it's gonna have a rooftop pool which i find very dark in the future once it opens again we should go to that rooftop pool definitely sport our bikinis they're planning to open it as like like they're gonna have shared rooms okay again okay which they're going to market it as like a hostel, but also like a hotel and like a long-term residence, which is kind of what it is now. Right. But I guess they're just going to make it. Well, they, but they, it's still on Skid Row, yeah? Yeah, but apparently that area is like getting like better. And I, I looked at the um, the Google um, the Google guy where you put the Google guy. Where do you, how do you see? Street View? I have view? no fucking idea what you're I still looked about. at Street View. <laughs> No, the, the, I looked at the Street View. Okay, yeah. And there's a restaurant next door called Meatzilla. Oh, fine. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, well, really... in a few months, you and I will go to Meatzilla. Yeah. And check out the pool at the Cecil and see what's going on there. Yeah. Because, wait, if it's a rooftop pool, then that means the water towers are going to be. Yeah, like, right where are they just going to have right? the water tanks out there and, like, a pool? Like, there's where that girl died. Like, how are you going to, what are you going to, that's crazy. Oh my God, wait, I just remembered one other thing that I read. Okay, so apparently on the water tank, and then I'll wrap it up. On the water tank, there was something in Pig Latin. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah, in Pig Latin, someone wrote like, I'm finished with her now. Yeah. And it's like pretty prominent. Like in all the photos they show of the yeah. water tank, it's just like this big sign of like, in like pink writing. And... Pig Latin, Pig Latin is used in Satanist cults, they said, which I don't know if that's true. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> Satanist talking in Pig Latin, but that's apparently like a thing. Yep. I saw that too. Yeah. Crazy. So, Melissa, we've covered this from several angles. We've sleuthed. What is your verdict? You know, I think, I actually think she was murdered by an employee at the hotel. I think someone saw her being vulnerable. Right. And I think they, I don't know, maybe like took advantage of her and accidentally killed her or did it on purpose. And then they hid the body in the water tank because they work there. And and they're like, cover it up. Yeah. They're like, no one goes up there. Like, we'll just put it in the water tank and... And that would make sense because they would know how to not make the alarm system go off. Exactly. 
and they know about like the testing how to like wait enough time so that there's not the date rape drug yep. in her system yep. yep yep so on and so forth yep so and from what we've learned the types of people who are at that hotel oh, are yeah. shady and there's a history of the employees being a little bizarre all true facts yeah so I think what that that's you, my conclusion. Uh, no what? i think i think oh you the same agree thing. yeah at first i thought it was the ghost of richard ramirez <laughs> But from what I've learned, totally could have been (laughs) from what I've learned, I've deviated a little bit. Yeah, because it would make sense if maybe she was drugged and then did that bizarre behavior in the elevator and then someone was in the hall talking to her and they knew where to stand in order to avoid the security cameras. Yep. And then she was murdered either purposefully or accidentally and then hidden away. Yep. Glad we agree. So if you guys want to reach out to us with your theories or conclusions, or if you have any more information, you can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com and we'll read some of the most interesting ones or new ones on the show. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Also, you should follow us on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod. All right, guys. So thanks for listening and we'll be back next week. I'm Ali Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stetton. Hey guys, it's your producer, Maria. I just was doing some web sleuthing of my own on the Elisa Lamb case, and I came across this Kickstarter where these guys are trying to put together a documentary uh, about the Elisa Lamb case. I'm going to email them and see if I can get an interview set up for you guys. Okay, talk to you. Hey everyone, click on episode two for an even deeper dive into Elisa Lamb and the Cecil Hotel. Erios. Powered by ACAS. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.